Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, our lectionary reading takes us to Luke 6, and here we're going to see how Jesus took space and solitude and made really important decisions and then faced the demands of life. And I think for all of us, this is about as practical as it gets. But again, as with many passages in the Bible, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so thankful for the lectionary, it just carries us through the Bible in a rhythmic way. We sometimes are invited to sit with passages like this that we would be otherwise tempted to just skim right over. And when we slow down, we actually see things in the Bible that speak directly to our daily life. So I'm going to read from Luke 6, and then we're going to pray. Just jump in, and we're going to see what the Lord's going to show us today as we seek to have him renew us in our hearts at our center. Now, during those days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. And when day came, he called his disciples and chose 12 of them, whom he also named apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, and James, and John, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, who was called the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him, and he healed all of them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray, and then let's see what we can see. Father, we ask you to speak to us through the word today. God, we thank you for this very straightforward text about Jesus in a really critical time in his life as he was choosing the disciples, the apostles. God, we pray that you would help us to learn from Jesus as we face our own decision-making processes, as we face the demands that come into our own lives. Help us to learn from Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all, the first thing that we have to see here, and if you're not careful, you'll miss it. Jesus climbed a mountain to be alone with God prior to making a really important decision. Y'all, there's so much activity in the Gospels. Jesus preaches, Jesus heals, he relates and spends time with people, he meets needs. But here, before doing one of his most important uh, decision-making engagements, Jesus takes a retreat. He goes on solo retreat to be alone with God. Choosing the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, I mean, Jesus was essentially from a multitude of disciples, the text tells us, choosing 12. This was a really, really important process. And before Jesus did it, he took time to be alone. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was deliberative before making a big decision. And so I guess I would just ask you, if it was important for Jesus to be alone before choosing the disciples, before making a big and important decision, do you think it might be good for you and me to take time to be intentional and deliberative before we make really important decisions? See, so often we are more reactive than reflective. We uh, fly through life. We, we cruise from crisis to crisis and decision to decision, and we never stop and take the time. And here we see Jesus showing us how to live our lives. So if Jesus thought it wise to go on a solo retreat, to spend 
<clears throat> more than a night, a, a part of a day hiking and then a day hiking back all night alone, then it's probably good for us to consider what it would look like for us. Jesus took time to reflect and to pray so that he would make important decisions from a settled place rather than from an anxious space. One of my favorite writers, uh, Viktor Frankl, who endured the concentration camps at Auschwitz and Dachau and wrote about it in his uh, seminal book, a book I would commend to everyone, A Man's Search for Meaning. He says, between stimulus, so that would be your awareness that something is happening, and your response, so that would be the decision, there is a space. And in that space, we have freedom to settle. Or we can just choose to be reactive. Jesus, between stimulus and response, between knowing he needed to choose 12 disciples and having the disciples chosen, he takes and makes the most of the space. And so should you. I would say that if we're going to live our lives in a renewed and aligned way, we have to be the kinds of people who take space. If you even think about the word deliberation, the root of that word is freedom, liberty. We are made free when we take space. That's what Jesus shows us over and over and over again in the Gospels. And he invites us to put this into practice in our life. And so I would just simply ask you this question. Do you give yourself permission to step away before making big decisions? And if not, why? Why? Are you so important, more important than Jesus, who stepped away before making a big decision? See, we're going to make better decisions. We're going to make decisions that are settled in the Spirit of God when we actually take space prior to making the decision. So after spending more than a day away, Jesus chooses the 12. He chooses the people that he's going to spend most of his time with. I don't think I've ever had to make a decision that big. A decision of such massive consequence. I mean, we know these people's names through history. These people were the pillars of the church and Jesus stepped away so that he would approach that process of discernment and decision-making from a settled place. So simply, how do you engage big decisions? Because so many of us are so reactive in our decisions because we don't carve out adequate space. And so our decisions have a kind of anxious hum to them. But Jesus doesn't do it that way. By the time he chooses these 12, he is settled. He sorted it out with God. And so he's approaching a really important decision from a place of peace. And so I just want to say to you, think back to the last time you had to make a really big decision. Did you enter into that decision moment from a place of peace or a place of anxiety? See, Jesus is non-anxious because he's honored the process by taking the space before the decision to be with his father. Actually, I want you to catch this. The text says of the decision, Jesus called them, then chose them. Then it says they all went down to a level place at the end of the passage. So this strongly implies that Jesus actually invited his friends up into the place of peace, and then he chose them there. So he didn't even leave the place of peace. He invited them up to the mountaintop where he had been alone with God. Then he says, come up here to this settled place where the Father and I have been communing, and then we'll make the decision here. I believe that there's something here for you and me as we make and seek to be the kinds of people who make solid and strong decisions. He wants us to invite the decision into the place of communion with God so that then we're able to come from a place of settled reflection. See, I actually believe that we have the power to engage big-time decision-making in a deliberative, thoughtful manner. And some of us are tempted to believe that we don't have that power. 
Some of us are tempted to say something like this. Well, my big decisions always come at me suddenly. They're always urgent. Y'all, urgency is almost never from God when it comes to decision making. I mean, there are occasions where you have to make a massively important decision with little or no preparation. But most of the time, you can buy yourself a little bit of space. You can take some quote-unquote deliberative space. You can almost always call for a timeout prior to making a big decision. And I think the Lord is asking us to look at Jesus and say, if he climbed a mountain before making a big decision, you should find a way to do some equivalent before you make the decisions of life that affect you in an ongoing and sustainable way. We all have been given the power, the the deliberative discernment power, the volition to take some space prior to making big decisions. The truth of the matter is many of us just don't take the space. We just don't do it. We don't think we either have the freedom or we think that life is just supposed to be a, a series of reactive events. And that leaves us feeling helpless in the face of demand and need. And oftentimes we then succumb to the reactive decision making. So I want you to see what happens at the end of this passage. We're told that Jesus and his friends climb down the mountain and that they are able to face the demands of life after making a huge decision. See, Jesus is not wasted. He's not worn out. He's not fractured and stressed. He's able to to decide in a place of peace. And then he's able to move out of that decision into facing the need. So listen to what the text says at the end. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people. People had come to hear him, to be healed. People who were troubled in their spirits were cured. And then the passage ends this way. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power had come out from him and healed all of them. Jesus is able to face need because he didn't empty his tank in reactivity. I would submit to you that if you will make a commitment to carve out time to be alone, there's a reason why people like Merton and Nowen and Richard Foster and Dallas Willard, the kind of giants of contemplation, all say that silence and solitude are the critical foundational pieces of our life with God. We have to take time to be alone if we're to face the needs around us with courage and clarity and peace. And so, Father, I pray for my friends today. I pray, God, that you would give us the space and the courage Uh, that you would give us the freedom to exercise our choice to get alone prior to making big decisions so that we can face the demands of life from a settled, peaceful, energized place. God, I pray that you would help us now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us his help and his guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what he wants for you? Speak to him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center.